Spout Lore is made possible by contributions from our listeners. If you would like to support us, go to patreon.com slash spoutlore, where you can get extra bonus special content. Gather round, friends, let me tell you a tale of three heroes, noble and bold. A brute, a druid, and a thief who is but nine years old. You know them by name, you know them by deed, their quests are famously daring. So here I sit, singing to you an adventure that is worth sharing. Tuck is the brute who knows not his home, he loves to sing and fight. Vigor's half-elf, he shifts his shape and wields his spear with great mind. Billy's a thief, his tiny size does mask the largest heart. Best and brightest, they may not be, but their friendship outweighs their smarts. So gather round, friends, and listen close, for the tale's about to start. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Spout Lore. I'm your game master, Sean O'Hara. Joining me, as always, playing Ving, the half-elf druid, Paul Oppers. Hello there. Tacoma Dome the Barbarian, played by Abdul Aziz. Hello, everybody. And playing Fat Billy the Halfling Thief, Jessica Tai. Hello. When last we left our heroes, they entered into a climactic battle with the Torch of McCall and the Light Guard itself. It was a hectic episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, flaming barrels arcing over the city, Thing calling upon the water of the Oasis to put the barrels out, turning them in- into harmless... 50 pound barrels mm-hmm. of uh fuel oh yeah we didn't really hear about them landing any on any when those poor bastards <laughs> yeah well because i mean people were mostly crushed by an enormous wall of water as the underwater river that feeds the spring was redirected and began flooding the town so you know out of the frying pan into the flood i guess <laughs> <laughs> and with that the battle began ving fighting the torch of mccall billy being carried away on a river yeah fighting water i guess <laughs> just chilling yeah, yeah. He's just yeah <laughs> it's kind of tubing through the town and tuck fighting his erstwhile rival fathom of yeah. the light guard drowning each other and ourselves <laughs> yeah <laughs> billy ran into a group of light guard while vibing out and was carried on the current back into the square while also creating an illusion that turned every member of that group into a copy of Ving as well as Billy into a copy of Ving himself. Yeah, whoops, but not bad because in doing so, I was able to fight the torch and see the demon for what it was. Mm -hmm. Nice. While also having a flashback to the War of Winter. Yeah, realizing I've fought basically this before. Mm -hmm. Pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Tuck and Fathom struggled in the water for quite a long while. Mm-hmm. Ving uh, did some Jackie Chan drunken master wine drinking to make sure that he wasn't killed outright. Mm-hmm. And uh, everything ended when Tacoma Dome used the power of Terry Larry and Chad to see through his spirit fairy vibrational sense like he did on the Purifier all those months ago to mm-hmm. see the true form of Ama Margani within the truth demon sacrificing his locket his most prized possession yeah the only thing he's had for his whole life kind of Mm -hmm. but also letting go of a lie too yeah the lie that he tells himself about who he is this identity that he's clung to all these years yeah yeah uh separating the iconic form of zealotry from the body of the torch of mccall whoever he was before Mm mm-hmm allowing Ving the opportunity to bind him in a saffron-smudged rope, utilizing the power of Cloud Piercer's spiritual form to do so. Mm-hmm. So cool. Yeah. And Billy put Fathom to sleep with his fairy dust and a few other key emulators to calm down fighting in this area, and Ving commanded the water back into the spring. I didn't pay nature's price yet. Yes, you have not yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the last thing that we heard was the Torch of McCall Whisper the words, help me. And that is where we find ourselves now. The thing that we would do is take him back to the library. Yeah. But there is still a war going on, or a battle at least, I mean. Yeah, you hear the sounds of, of spread out fighting throughout the town. There are people that are fleeing, There's, but there's the clash of blade on blade, there's shouts. Is Farrah nearby? She's presumably somewhere. Like, you didn't see her when the fight, fighting started. Yeah. Maybe we take him back the way we came in through yeah. the um, that fabric shop. 
Yeah, that sounds good. I'll grab Fadim if you want to grab the torch. Vin? Got the torch, yes. Yeah. And I will uh, I will lead the way. <laughs> <laughs> and I am also there. <laughs> Can we stop at the fabric shop and make some silly costumes for these guys for when they wake up? They're like, what? <laughs> Why am I wearing a tutu? Like, I, lo- I love what you're thinking, but I think... <laughs> Maybe another time. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you're the leader, Billy. <laughs> Lead away. Does the f- fucking torch have a s- oh, that was sliced neck? Oh, now? shit, he does. Uh, I think it's the sort of thing where, like, because it wasn't enough damage to, like, kill him straight up, it's like, it didn't get him straight on in his esophagus, but he's still bleeding. Yeah. Maybe and I just missed all the, like important stuff yeah. yeah and like fucking fathom has like a gash along the side of his face because tuck punched him with the crystal spike uh-huh. billy has a burnt hand yeah. oh who cares crushed whip pipe <laughs> and as you're yeah you like you walk down that side street and drag them into the fabric shop and you see like a couple streets down a group of librarians like chasing some light guard down another street mm-hmm. you see at the end of this street the edge of town a fucking huge sandworm like as tall as a horse with a member of the light guard on the back of it, like rip down the street. Oh, Jesus. Crash through the side of a building and go somewhere else. Yeah, maybe we're like dragging them in and we like clock a sandworm coming down the street and we're like, get the fuck into the fucking store right now. Oh my God. (laughs) It's like everything isn't as organized as it was going to be, but still every once in a while, a huge like fucking ballista bolt arcs overhead and smashes into a building and blows up yeah like, we're still in a war zone <laughs> yeah so then maybe we do we have to like do a defy danger to escape maybe i think yeah just so so you're not like drawing too much of a threat after you so okay. somebody roll a defy danger the leader billy's leading really? the way billy's leading the way that's <laughs> yeah. a good point you called it. Oh, no. uh, give me defy danger wisdom oh, oh shit well that counts that one counts, <laughs> counts. That oh. one counts too. <laughs> Ten. Oh wait, no, way bigger. Twelve. Wow. <laughs> Beautiful. That's our leader. Wow. Okay, I do such a good job. I'm like, I remember where everything is because I took the river, like, uh, you know, water slide. The- right. <laughs> Don't worry, I know where we're going. I yeah. know a shortcut. Move out of the way. There's a sandworm coming. <laughs> so, so casual. casual. Yeah. yeah. We are freaking out. Yeah. yeah. Billy's just walking and he holds up his hand hold on and then a sandworm crashes through the building next to you and dives underground (laughs) i'm like it's chill we're here now now we can go (laughs) yeah so you run into the fabric shop uh, to the secret entrance that's behind a like one of those folding screens where people get changed behind and something right away that you're like oh is there's a lot of residual water like running down this staircase oh is that the way we came in yeah this is the way that you got up so like there's still water kind of pooled on the ground uh-huh. like ving didn't pull up every like drip drop mm-hmm. but that suggests to you that maybe some water got into the library oh fuck <laughs> should i like look ahead or whatever oh yeah totally okay trap expert the stairs it's a six because it's plus dexterity okay ving wants to aid sure mm-hmm. and i you know talk to water and say what's up what's going on down there nine great so that makes it a seven, which means you get one hold from oh, a trap expert. Okay. Is there a trap here? And if so, what activates it? Yes, there is a trap here. And the trap is you get a few more meters down this staircase. It's like a winding stone staircase and you hit water. Oh. Yeah. Like this section of this staircase has been flooded. Can I flush it more? Yeah. yeah totally. Elemental Mastery. Oh God, I'm opening myself up to, I still haven't paid nature's price from last time, <laughs> but here we go. This is nature's price. This is nature's price. Oh, the flooding? Yeah, the flooding of this part of the library is nature's price. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, I need to, we need to get down here, so I'll just, I'll try and create, um, uh, nope, that's too dangerous. Just trying to get it out. Water, go away. Oh, there you 13. go. 13. Shit. All right, so that's, you pick two. The effect I want comes to pass, which is creating a vortex that goes out to the side of the stairwell, mm. so we can go down the middle. Oh. So there's like... Yeah, moving water on all sides of us. And I will retain control. All right. <laughs> Pay nature's price. So I start doing this like qigong uh, whirling. Whoa, whoa. Oh, holding. and you're, you're doing it like as you go down the stairs, yes. like whipping it around and you. holding one hand and going down and the other hand is floating across the top of it in a circle pushing down. The mm-hmm. water is like pushing out and up. Yeah, it's kind of filling in above us. There's wow. like this like shoosh, this suspended vortex in the water as we're going down cool so sick so that's yeah 
this could fall on us in any minute. So. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't give, more. Don't give it any ideas. <laughs> Water's like, I could fall on you right now. <laughs> that piece of- <laughs> oh, you better be careful. I'm going to get you. <laughs> I'm always careful with you, Water. <laughs> you, you're good because everybody's like, fire is the most dangerous, but look out for me. That's right. <laughs> This water's lame. He seems drunk a little bit. <laughs> He's got wet brain. Yeah. Uh, great. So you get down the staircase into the library. Okay. So Ving is very carefully trying to keep this water from pounding down on you, but you find the end of the water, thankfully. Unthankfully, it ends at an almost solid wall of what looks to be like spongy waterlogged cork. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, can we just smash through it? I mean, you can't because you have a vortex of water over your head. (laughs) Is it is the whole wall cork or is any of it stone? It's like uh, the staircase is like a like carved out of the stone of the ground, Uh and then it ends at a doorway, barely big enough for Tuck to get through. Like you kind of have to duck to get through it. Uh huh. But it's full of cork right now. Basically, this whole whole doorway is cork. Yeah, Mm. and the rest of it is stone. Yeah. Can I smash through the stone with the axe? You could. We're talking about cork here. Is cork really soft? Yeah, yeah like pull uh, it out of a wine bottle. Okay. <laughs> you know, like cork? You know, like floors? <laughs> All right, I'll smash the cork door with Have that. you ever seen a Birkenstock? <laughs> Birkenstocks are made of cork? Yeah. Okay. The bottle. Oh, Tuck's Very like, form-fitting. <laughs> Tuck's like, oh no, cork. Yeah. I got to smash through this rock or we're going to be stuck forever. Tuck has never drank wine, okay? <laughs> you have magic wine in your bag. He didn't drink any of it. Yeah, it's it's a screw top. <laughs> 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 yeah, leave it to Dan to make it a fucking screw top. That's a great point, yeah. <laughs> okay, so let me let me just like throw my weight against it then to try yeah. and like push it through so we can we can seal it back up at, behind us. All right, defy danger strength. 7. Tuck was almost thwarted by a door made of cork. I slip a disc. <laughs> <laughs> I got really fucked up in the fight with Phantom. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I am actually comfortable making like giving you a debility and strength because <laughs> it's that kind of thing where Tuck's like, I gotta smash down a wooden door, and then he just plows through it. <laughs> yes. And lands on the ground fucking up his spine. Alright, guys, I took care of the door. So we're all good to go. Why are you talking like that? It hurt my knee. <laughs> <laughs> And you come out into one of the um, side passages that's still considered a part of like the stacks of the library. So there's shut shutters on all the ironwood shelves in this section. The lights are still on, but less lights than normal, sort of like an emergency lights kind of situation. And uh, as you crash through, you hear a bunch of footsteps like pounding across the walkways. (laughs) It's just librarians. Oh, okay. (laughs) They're like, who the fuck is that? And they all like skid to a halt. Fists held high, martial arts ready to go. Whoa, it's just us. They all relax. Okay. Have you seen Perel or Farah? Who? What? Oh, Fa- no, Farah, we know Farah. Oh. Who is the first voice? The, Perel, uh, the bald wizard man with the like um, the cargo shorts. Oh. And he loves his, he has a collection of mustaches. <laughs> yeah, he has, what else? Oh, a lot of hats. He's got Crocs. He's wearing Crocs most of the time. Yeah. You don't know him, but he's annoyed you. <laughs> yes, he has. <laughs> you must come quickly. There has been a breach. They got in? A few, yes. Fuck. We have the heads of the army. We've cut off the head of the snake. What should we do with them? We will take them. We will ensure they remain secure. Go. Okay. Oh, God. okay. Should we have wine on the way there? Yeah. <laughs> we pop a cork of wine and start drinking. We're like, take us to where you need us. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that, that was great. Was great. That was really good. One of the, there's like five of them. Two of them grab the torch and Fatim, and then the, the other three uh, run with you. And we're, we're <laughs> chugging, chugging bottles of wine. <laughs> One of the other guys <laughs> unscrews the bottom of his sword. <laughs> like, what? It is five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> We're drinking, baby. When in Rome. <laughs> like, is, no, 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 no. His is not a potion. No, yet. no. It's tequila. <laughs> so he's just getting <laughs> fucked up. That hammered. guy. <laughs> yeah. He's under a lot of stress. Like, he's got a mortgage and stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the mortgage is what's stressing him out in this yeah. situation That's for the sure. Main the stress. war has just put him over yeah, the he edge. Got his, he got his mortgage from his wife who they're getting divorced. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Great. So how much wine do you all drink? Um, I drink half. 
Okay, to so go 10. Back to 21. Cool. I drink one full one to get oh back to God. 22. Roll a defy danger constitution, please. I was at 12. Yeah. Damn, dude. Uh, 10. Okay. You're not drunk. <laughs> I am nicely buzzed, though. <laughs> yeah. Ving is also nicely buzzed because he just drank, he drank half a bottle of wine earlier. Remember? Earlier, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm good. And Billy's. I feel like Billy's size suggests he might need to roll a Defy Danger yeah. Constitution. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> right. Even a half a bottle is way too much. Oh, it's so much. <laughs> but okay. Billy's so drunk. <laughs> yeah, I got five, so I like put, we can't I even put the wine away, and then I immediately run into a bookshelf. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, Billy. Billy starts trying to fight the books on the yeah. lowest shelf. <laughs> Come here. I'm like, whoa, came out of nowhere. <laughs> Just stabbing a book. <laughs> I like the idea that Billy drinks this bottle. Runs into a bookshelf as he's putting the wine in his back in his bag and just drops it on the ground <laughs> and it shatters. So unfortunately, Billy loses the remaining no. health potion that he had. Oh, that's so funny. And you are fucking blitzed. I'm going to get that bookcase later, though. <laughs> you memorized the section. I'm coming yeah. for you. As we're McGruber. <laughs> <laughs> Aisle five, 200 feet from the cork door, <laughs> left hand side of the tunnel. Adventure fiction, M. <laughs> As we're dragging him away, he's doing the, like, pointing at his yeah. eyes, pointing at the bookshelf thing. <laughs> like, the bookshelf is looking at him. Back. Oh, my God. So funny. Uh, and they lead you through the stacks, through a couple of the anthill-like tunnels and sections to the atrium, like the bottom floor with all the desks that you were studying at before the battle. I think I remember describing it as like kind of a beehive shape where it's like really wide at the bottom, but then it goes to kind of a yeah. point at yeah, the top. Totally. And there, there's a quite a lot of fighting happening in here. There's enough that you see a bunch of librarians, people that would be high enough to be speakers of the silent word tussling with some light guard. And then you see the emulator that you saw upstairs with the two swords fucking mixing it up down here. Whoa. So there's an immolator, there's a bunch of light guard and librarians fighting, and you see Perel in the atrium just fucking dodging out of the way, oh <laughs> like God. trying to like put he's like he's being chased by a member of the light guard and he gets like behind a table and just pushes the table at the guy. <laughs> like he's trying to keep him away. <laughs> Perel has found his equal in the light guard and they're just like <laughs> around the table, around the table. <laughs> And the light guard member keeps like swinging their sword like over the table, just hacking into the wood, yeah. trying to get him. And there's so much shouting. What do you do? And Tuck, as soon as we get in there and I see the emulator, I'm like, Dibs! And he pushes <laughs> Bing and Billy out of the way. Whoa! Uh, <laughs> oh, he's such a Tuck. glory hog. <laughs> and then I turn back. I'm like, you got to fight the fucking Torchamuckle! What are you talking about? And so did Billy! What the fuck? I had to fight stupid Phantom! Uh, Billy gets catapulted towards Perel. <laughs> so I guess I'm going to join in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when Tuck goes, Dibs! He accidentally just punts Billy across the room. <laughs> Talk, Billy! What a bad dad I am sometimes. Oh, Billy's drunk enough to be like, whoa! <laughs> Who can't say? <laughs> just Billy arms and legs like splayed. And then in the mid, uh, the arc time, <laughs> little, like, little Billy hiccup. <laughs> Oh man, mm, Billy is okay. so funny as a prop. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, as just a living prop. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, Ving, what's Ving doing? There's a bunch of um, speakers of the silent word yeah. oh. being cornered by uh, like a larger group of uh, soldiers, and uh, Ving's going to protect this be- or help them. They're pretty awesome. I think there are two or three speakers like between these two stacks of shelves with the light guard coming at them from either side. And the one that you see ahead of you between this group of light guard, it's just a blur of fists and three of them drop. Holy shoot. And they step back and center themselves. I'm going to fight with honor to grab some hold for this fight coming up. Yeah. Great. Oh, yeah. Plus my con, I think. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Ten. Fuck yeah. We can cut to, uh, I guess, Billy. <laughs> Getting soccer balled towards Perel. Can I roll to like knock over the light guard that Perel's fighting? Yeah, totally. Defy danger strength, I guess. Sure. I'll aim myself. 
Wow. Not good. So <laughs> drunk. So drunk. <laughs> so fucking drunk. Um. <laughs> also, this is my fault. Too. <laughs> no, it's fine. I, yeah, you see, you're arcing through the air, Billy. Who can say what the moon goes? What's the, the where word? the wind blows. There we go. Who can say where the wind blows? Yeah, but Dang. not at the light guard. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you see yourself going towards the light guard and you're like, oh yeah, here I come, bitch. And then they run out of the way to try and get to Perel and you slam full on into a bookshelf. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh. Uh, can you roll a D6 for me? Two. Two damage. Um, and I'm like, I knew I'd see you again, bookshelf. <laughs> <laughs> so we meet again, my old adversary. Uh, tuck. <laughs> Very good. You, uh, you run forward through the crowd and you see this immolator as you run towards them. They're not as heavily armored as a lot of the other light guard. They're wearing like dark, dark brown leather that's very form-fitting. No helmet. Just a very lean McCollin man with like a sharp nose and really short cut, thick, dark hair mm-hmm. and a scar across the bridge of his nose. Wow. Like a really fat scar. Like it looks like it's either new or was almost fatal. Yeah. He's blocking blows, stepping out of the way, maneuvering, like pirouetting around each other. This person is very graceful and very fast. Mm-hmm. And then just before you get there, their spin comes to a stop. They swipe out both swords and cut down two people. Ooh. Whoa. You just killed two fucking people? Yeah. Oh, my God. All right. I'm going to run up to him. Uh, and like, again, it's kind of like the Hulk run. All of Tuck's runs are Hulk runs. Yeah, it's like slow, but then it's like gaining a lot of speed and momentum. And he angles the run, so there's a table between him and the immolator. Mm-hmm. As he's running, he like knees up the table. Like mm-hmm. he hits the table with his knee, so it like flies forward at the immolator. And then he like jumps and punches through the table to hit the immolator. Hack and slash. And can I do a war cry as I'm doing this? When you enter a battle with a show of force? Yeah. It's just not going to do like direct damage right away. Totally. Yeah. War cry. War cry. That's nine. Okay. Ooh. Seven to nine on war cry. What is that? On a seven to nine, one or the other, your allies are rallied and take plus one forward, or your enemies feel fear and act accordingly, avoiding you hiding, attacking with fear driven abandon. Um, I think I would like my allies to take a plus one forward. Yeah, because. A bunch of the light guards see Tuck do this and go, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh. And I think it makes sense that they get freaked out, but the immolator doesn't because he's like a hardened, like, yeah. Yeah. Dang, yeah. Yeah. The chunks of the table that you punch, like you shatter this table, sending it at the immolator mm-hmm. and he turns aside a bunch of the chunks with his swords. Mm-hmm. Like it's just like clang, 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 clang. Mm-hmm. And he's standing there, swords out at the side. Whoa. Ready for you. Ving. Um, there's three guys. Yeah. I'm going to run up the bookshelf and throw clay from my bandolier in all three of these guys' faces. And then I want to use elemental mastery to bake that clay onto their face. So they can't take it off. All right. 2d6 plus constitution. I got 10 plus my one from Tuck is 11. Beautiful. So you paid nature's price twice since you paid it the first time a lot of you gotta you're pretty in debt to nature at this point nature is expensive (laughs) i mean maybe the price that ving has paid himself is a kind of guilt because when you bake clay onto the faces of these people that you can hear them screaming underneath the clay and it like moralizes their distorted screaming face into these awful death masks yeah yeah and i say whoops (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like the three people that you put the clay masks on and burned, like they stumble back and land on the ground with these like rictus grins baked into the clay. Terracotta. <laughs> Terracotta. <laughs> yeah. Pretty good. So yeah, that's the price is you did this and you're feeling maybe a little unsure about that action. Ugh. And the speaker behind you starts saying thank you and then sees the faces of the men that you took down and you can see fear in her eyes billy you slammed into a bookshelf yeah. again perel still being chased around a table oh, 
fucking fighting <laughs> bookshelf. <laughs> it's Perel's now gotten to the point where he's like got chairs. He's holding chairs and he's like kind of throwing them <laughs> a little bit, just trying to keep space between him and the light guard. What do you do? Um, well, I got bored with the bookshelf because <laughs> it wasn't fighting back. And I've just made a bit of a mess. Anyway, I turn around because like Perel's doing this thing with chairs. And I'm like, oh, man, he looks stressed. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no, that's not good. Who's this guy bullying Perel? He looks like one of those uh, jerks upstairs. <laughs> and so I, I'm going to use backstab to knife him in the leg. I'm like, how dare you bully my friend? That's perfect. So 2d6 plus dexterity. Yeah. Oh, um, fuck. Nine. All right. Oh, plus one from ally. So that's a 10. Hell yeah. Yes. yes! So what's a 10 plus on backstab? Ooh, I get it right in the calf and it's, he totally falls over. He cannot fight anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and then once, once he hits the ground, I berate him. <laughs> the dude drops his sword or whatever. And I'm like, uh, why pick on someone your own size? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jessica. Yeah. Well, the reason I'm asking is because now you have to choose things from the list. What things? Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you deal your damage, so roll your damage. Yeah, which is a D8. Four. And then you get to choose two from the list. All right, so I don't get into a fight with them. Mm-hmm. And also, um, I'm going to create an advantage for an ally yeah so i give the advantage to perel okay so billy runs up stabs this light guard member in the leg while they're trying to catch perel and they scream because they just got stabbed in the calf by this little kid (laughs) and perel runs around because he sees you for the first time he's like billy (laughs) yeah (laughs) and he runs around to that side and the light guard member sees perel running at them and shouts out and swings the sword at perel and you know the like punch moves that you saw Perel doing during his practice. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And his like, he, they were doing this little like jazz hands in an arc, this like <laughs> kind of sunshine thing. They swing the sword at Perel. Perel steps forward, starts doing that little hand twiggle, grabs the wrist, grabs them under the oh. armpit and throws the light guard member over his shoulder. Oh, sick. Wow. And they slam onto the ground. <laughs> And they're knocked out cold. Wow. So sick. And Perel's standing there for a second. And then he turns to you, Billy, and goes, did you see what I did? I did. I'm really impressed. Ving would be so proud of you. I feel so powerful. <laughs> All right, man. Go use that in another fight. <laughs> Perel puts on a pretty thick mustache <laughs> when he says he feels so powerful. A handlebar <laughs> goes all the way down to his chin. Billy, what do we do? Let's go help uh, Tuck over there. Are you okay? I'm fine. Hmm. What? <laughs> Nothing. Maybe we should hang back a little bit. You can hang back. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Billy, wait. And you're gone. Uh, Tuck. Yeah, so I'm fighting the immolator, right? Yeah. Uh, I want to just like hack it slash attack him. Great. With the axe. Mm. Nine. Cool. Roll your damage. Nine. Oh. God, Tuck is so strong. Such a strong guy. <laughs> you just swing your axe wildly at this guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you slice him across like his stomach? He thought that he was able to dodge away from that, and mm-hmm. then you catch him, and he doesn't make any sound, oh. but you see him grit his teeth, uh-huh. and then he flicks a couple switches on his swords, and they... Oh, fuck. Fire licks along the length of them. And he uh, does a couple spins to try and disorient you and brings both swords at you, Mm -hmm. cutting you across like the arm and the chest with his burning blades. Fuck! And you take seven points of damage. Can I, I'm going to use one of my chi to block a blow meant for someone. Can I do that? Yeah. And take half the damage. Whoa. Uh, I think you might need to do at least one more to cross cross a distance to an enemy or whatever, because they're kind of far away from you. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I use two chi. That's awesome. Sweet. So he's like, duck, because he heard that woof and he's all freaked out about fire. He's got a little fire thing. Yeah. I'm going to cross the distance and then take Tuck's hit for half the damage. So 3.5. So how do you block it? I'm going to just yeah, kneel uh, like a kneeling in front of him, kind of Sick. slide yeah. in with the spear above his head. Hell yeah. Yeah, Tuck was kind of thrown off balance, so he couldn't like 
defend himself against the attack. Yeah, so, I guess you went in so hack and slashy. Yeah. The immolator jumps away now that Ving has entered this fight and sees Billy <laughs> running at him, I guess. Is Billy trying to join Tuck and Ving? Yeah, definitely. So he steps back, sees the two of you and is like, whoa, this is a problem. And then sees Billy and smiles a little bit, points his sword at Billy, presses another button and a gout of burning liquid fires out of the tip of his sword. Billy! And yeah, Billy, you have a torrent of flame careening towards you. What do you do? I do a sick roll. (laughs) Hold on. (laughs) I do I see the fire coming because I'm like kind of still drunk. It's like slow-mo. I'm like, I got this. Because he's also so confident. (laughs) Drunk does to Jessica. (laughs) Yeah. So Billy does a front roll so that basically the butter moth silk cloak will take the brunt of the fire sick i'm gonna dodge that flame throw defy danger dexterity please Uh, seven roll a d8 twice sure six six Uh, eight eight. (laughs) because of your butter moth silk clo- uh, cape mm-hmm. you're taking the six not the eight. Oh, oh, oh merciful thank you. lord um so billy <laughs> runs forward sees the fire coming at him in slow motion and goes and <laughs> does a really <laughs> slow kid somersault <laughs> in his head <laughs> but i mean to any outside observer he's moving quick as like an animal right like it's like <laughs> but in his head he's like here we go. <laughs> and the fire passes over you, but it singes you a little bit. Yeah. You don't take the full brunt, but still six damage. Like that's a lot. Bad yeah. luck rolling that high on both of them. Like it hits my face, which is already very rosacea, you know. I'm like, oh <laughs> <laughs> But you come out of it and you're safe. He's running, but his hair is on fire a little mm-hmm. bit. <laughs> <laughs> you can't tell though, because it's it's red enough that you're like, is that? <laughs> He's, dun, he's dun, the dun, torch. Dun, 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 he's the dun, Olympic dun, torch. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Cut back to Ving Tuck and the immolator. Uh, when he puts his arm out to shoot fire at Bilbo, I want to um, take my spear and try and go into that armpit area. Ooh. Oh, fuck! You, that nerve flexes in there. Yeah. Use that opening? Yeah. Good idea. I have one more chi. Deal you, my damage. Oh. Great. Oh, hell yeah. So... Four. All right. He points that arm out to fire that stream of fire at Billy. It's definitely that opening where you're like, oh, bad move, dude. And you just dart forward, jab the spear up under his arm, and he grimaces again, makes no noise, but he's starting to get desperate. Uh Uh-huh. So the spear went into the one arm nerve plexus? It's still in there. Yeah. And so what Tuck does is he takes like his butter moth silk cloak and like wraps it around the other sword. Oh, that's yeah, so cool. to put it out. And then he wants to like punch him in the stomach after that. That's awesome. Defy danger, dexterity. Oh, like a matador. Seven. And then. Yeah, and then you do the hack and slash. A uh, nine. Okay. So the seven to nine on the defy danger, dexterity is you. Yeah, you run forward with the cloak in your hand, wrap it around the sword. A little bit of smoke puffs out as you put the flames on the blade out. And the tip of the sword pokes through the cape and just tears it. So this is not wearable anymore. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and, and you punch him in the gut. Deal your damage. You never take care of the things I get you. <laughs> two. Okay, two. Not the best, but enough that he lifts up a little bit off the ground. Mm-hmm. And he, um, through the butter moth silk, just swipes at you with the regular blade. Mm-hmm. Uh, roll a d8. Twice. Six. And what was that? Two. So the six, unfortunately. Yeah, and he's able to swipe you up the thigh with his sword stabbing through the buttermoth silk, which he like shakes off after he gets a little bit clear. Billy, you mm-hmm. see your dad's yeah. full on melee. You just did a sick somersault. You're feeling more powerful than you've ever felt in your life. Yes. What do you do? So I'm going to do, yeah, I'll do backstab using the poison knife to um, paralyze him at the very least. Mm-hmm. I'm going to climb up him, though. <laughs> oh, no. That's like so Like, up scary. his back. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Defy danger dexterity. Ten. Okay. Oof. So, again, yeah. you deal your damage. You get all those choices. One. One. <laughs> <laughs> I 
kidding me? He's actually healed for 12 damage. <laughs> wow. No, roll. Bullshit. You pick your other two options from backstab. Okay, so backstab. Mm. I'm going to deal my damage. Wait, I already did that, right? Yep, but you also get to. It, one of the options is deal another d6 damage. Okay, oh, I'm going yeah, yeah. to pick that, and then I'm going to also create an advantage towards an ally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck! <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> another wow, a grand total of two. Fucking but sick. But at least he's um, paralyzed. Yeah, Billy climbs up his back like a fucking yeah. chipmunk, jabs him with the knife, <laughs> and um, while it's not instant instant, it's very fast acting. So he's slowing down. His actions aren't as precise as they were. And Ving, you see him, he's slowing down. Can I just take him to the ground? I'm going to clock him as hard as I can. I um, walk up to him very slowly. And then just open fist slap him. How dare fucking you. How dare you. <laughs> You're hacking slashing? Yeah. Okay. Eight. Deal your damage. Five. Fuck yeah! <laughs> Clang! But with the seven to nine, roll a d8 twice. Five. Uh, five. <laughs> okay. Nice. Five damage. <laughs> as you walk up, as you said, very slowly... <laughs> He takes a one last <laughs> swipe at you and uh, nicks you pretty bad Ouch. In, in the forearm. Hopefully not enough to kill you, but still hurt. And yeah, you walk up and just slap. You said slap him? Open hand slap him. Yeah. Yeah. You catch him on the hinge of his jaw. Like carry it down to the ground. Like <laughs> oh, trying yeah. to just, yeah. just clang. Smash into the ground. Out cold, Billy's on his back, crushed underneath. <laughs> I crawl out from under him. I'm like, it was a nice hit, Bing. Billy. <laughs> yeah. Didn't see you there. Sorry, pal. Don't worry, but I feel good. <laughs> yeah. Except my face is burned. Oh, man. And I'm wasted. Tuck takes a roll out of his backpack and gives it to Billy because he's like, we got to get some fucking food in you, guy, just to like absorb some of that wow, wine. I start weeping. Are you what? Because I haven't seen food in hours. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> I was like, what did I say to make you sad? No, it's the sight of this food. Is relief. Uh, and uh, you see the speakers in this room take care of the last couple light guard. You see a couple on their knees holding their swords above their heads, just totally surrendering. And uh, you hear a sound from above, like the walkway that rings the second level of the atrium. You hear a whack and then wah! As a body comes like back spinning off of the walkway and slams into a table. Jesus. <laughs> oh God. And at the edge of the walkway, you see Farah, and she says, I believe the battle is finished. The library is secure. Come with me. Like us. Y yes. You three and him. <laughs> Billy's like all six of us. Yeah. <laughs> There's like, a few people on the atrium, yeah. so we don't know who she's talking. Yeah. Like I, Billy points to himself, like Fair is you talking to me. Yes, I'm talking to you. Us too, and oh, I point at Vic. Yes, you as well, and and him. Which one? And this you guy. Look, you look behind you, and Perel is there in his low stance, going huh, huh, like doing the punches <laughs> forward. <laughs> go, 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 go. And uh, wait, did. <laughs> Did you get the torch and Phantom secured? Yes, the tor they are secure. Your prisoners are secured. Okay, do you know where Shy has been this whole time? I've, I've kind of had that in the back of my head. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering. <laughs> As like a loose narrative thread. It, uh, well, you know, it's funny that you say that considering that you just brought it up um, after probably five hours of recording. <laughs> <laughs> now that I think about it, I have no idea. <laughs> Ah, fuck. Cut to the sandworms <laughs> yeah. getting taken out by a giant fucking <laughs> totally. snake. Oh yeah, a huge snake like jump, like arcing over sandworms, taking riders out of their <laughs> like, saddles, uh, constricting them, cutting them in half. <laughs> <laughs> like this insane other part of the yes. battle that we're like, where's <laughs> where's Shia? And Billy's just drunk, and she's like, what the fuck? Where is everybody? <laughs> <laughs> she's basically taking out the sandworms alone yeah that's yeah. so cool okay so farah takes you to the gallery above what appears to be the library's infirmary in here there are strips of sunstone along the ceiling and it's nourishing a bunch of medicinal plants that grow in huge bushels cool all over the room cool and then 
on the level below you, there's a bunch of workspace. There's desks and tables, rows with vials and jars, weird little contraptions that have like mechanical parts and tubes that come out of them. What looks like thin little like metal pieces that you have no idea what they would be for, Mm -hmm. but we would recognize as syringes, obviously. Oh, okay. And on two tables are laid out the torch of McCall, unconscious, and Fatim, unconscious. Oh, they've got braziers of saffron, like Mm -hmm. burning in the corners of the room. That would make sense. They would grow saffron there too. Yeah. Yeah. With the sunstone. Uh huh. Totally. Maybe there's a like a bag of like orange liquid that's like feeding directly into the torch yeah like through his nose like a drip yeah yeah going right into it like his belly because billy discovered that that's a method for suppressing demonic influence totally is feeding them saffron cool so there are people like there are librarians working over the two of them Uh uh-huh and you actually you see shia down there too and she's getting patched up oh like she's alive she's awake thank fuck (laughs) But she's getting patched up, like bandages on her arms, like she's just got crazy cuts all over the place. Mm. And she looks up and sees you and is like, hey, <laughs> where the fuck were you? <laughs> where the fuck were you? I was fighting the battle. So I, were we. Which battle? The outskirts. Oh, um. that was you. Yeah. Oh, did you? Oh, so you guys were okay? You didn't get like blown up or anything? No. And then we point at the torch and we're like, Ving did that. Tuck did that, and Billy did both. <laughs> we kind of all did everything. That's yeah. a good point, actually. <laughs> yeah, you two like had your adversaries, and Billy was like, "These guys are pussies." <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna kick the shit out of both of them. Yeah. Uh, and she looks at them and looks up at you like, "Nice job, well done." Thank you. And then Tuck starts doing a slow clap. <laughs> <laughs> Because he, he feels like this is the end of the episode. Tuck does. No one else. Does, does Abdul feel like this is the end of the episode? No, not even close. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Tuck, and then Tuck looks down at the fucking nerd doctors and he's like, fucking clap! Shia starts clapping like, nice work, everyone. Nice job. Perel steps forward and is clapping. Yes, I did a great job. Thank you. you know everyone yeah, did a great clap. job. Yeah, everybody did a good job. And all the doctors start clapping too. Yeah. Hey, doctors! Yay, medicine! Thank I love you. medicine! Saffron forever! Yeah! Hooray, the library! And this goes on for like 25 we're minutes. Cla- oh, now we're at the end of the episode. Every time it slows down, Tuck's like, not enough! Keep <laughs> clapping, everybody! Um, <laughs> Tuck needs like this recognition. <laughs> that he uh, bested his bully, and he everyone's been saying things like, Hooray, doctors and stuff. And he's like been waiting for someone to be like, and, and also Tuck stood up to his bully. <laughs> it's not coming. <laughs> uh, great. So that goes on for way too long. And Farah just lets it happen. She's, you know, in her head, she's like, everybody needs this right now. This was a tough day. But she gives you sort of a rundown on the situation. She tells you that the light guard, at least the forces that arrived are in disarray. Many have fled into the desert. We have taken prisoners. We've taken, unfortunately, no members of the immolators beside, of course, their leader and uh, the unfortunate fellow in the atrium. I confess I am not certain what the next steps are outside of rebuilding. Without the Torch's leadership, there will be a power vacuum within the Light Guard and the Church itself, very likely. And if the influence of the presence within him has had the effect that you say it has on the city, there is no telling what the lack of that influence will do. Could be a revolution or rebellion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe his zealotry has been keeping sort of the masses like down yeah placified yeah pacified placid mm-hmm. yeah you're Being both right most of the people in McCall are flaccid <laughs> placified yeah. it's called the flaccid jewel of the west <laughs> the you we look back at the silhouette of, of the, the lighthouse, lighthouse and it's drooping <laughs> oh shit we're fucked now uh oh oh no he was the only thing keeping that thing hard um Farah does say that. She says the library has rebuilt before, but there's not been an attack 
oh God, I can't remember how long ago she said it happened. But they, I don't think they've attacked, I think they maybe attacked the library once when she was young. Mm-hmm. But this is the first time it's happened in a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What happened the last sp- time? They were pushed back and they retained power? We lost some knowledge. We lost some librarians. They lost a number as well. And we rebuilt. That's all there is to do now. What about, what about third and the rest of the gin? Do you know where they are? Third, from what I understand, was not present at the battle, hmm. which is unusual. But what you tell me of the battle at the hearth itself suggests that there will be repercussions. From what I understand, Eighth remains in the upper ward in the city, but that is the only other of the djinn that we have eyes on. The rest are in the wind. Fuck. Farah, um, can we go down and talk to the torch? You can. However, time is still required to gather strength and... I think that we all need a little bit of rest right now, so give it a day or two, and he will be ready to speak. Okay. So, a day and a half passes, basically. The librarians uh, slowly start reopening the shelves and trying to sort stuff out. Yeah, we've just been chilling at the library. <clears throat> doing, like, fucking fuck all, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get a rub down. <laughs> having a spa day. Yeah. yeah. Hanging out with Cheyenne Perel. Tuck has, uh, every time someone asks him to help with, like, the arduous task of, like, opening back up the Ironwood shelves, because it's fucking hard. Mm, yeah. He's just like, fuck, right, yeah, sorry, Farrah, j- I, I just heard her call me, sorry, I got it. <laughs> oh. uh, he doesn't want to help with chores. <laughs> oh, sorry, it's a bookworm, just, sorry, yeah, I gotta go answer that. <laughs> What's or, that, Oman? Yeah, I'm coming. <laughs> oh, it's, just, it's just as avoiding chores for two days. Yeah, I've been hiding under slippers a lot. <laughs> yeah. Just hang. Like, slippers is, like, sleeping, and then I just, like, she's so fluffy. So, like, whenever a... The, <laughs> Several librarians walking by, just like swoop under a tummy. I'm like, okay, they're gone. Yeah, and you, you you're hiding under uh, slippers tummy one time, and you look up under a table, and there's a massive cobra coiled underneath the table. Like, shh, <laughs> <laughs> tell them I'm here. And that goes on for a few days, like you know, a day and a bit. And the librarians are getting frustrated with you, but also you did take down the torch of McCall. They can't really fault you too much for that. <laughs> and uh, you have a few days of rest. It's nice. Yeah. And sorting is be- like started up and gets moving at a pretty good clip. What are Billy, Tuck, and Ving up to right now, a day and a half after the battle? A day and a half into avoiding our chores? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're in the cafeteria. Um, in disguise. <laughs> <laughs> I am under the table with slippers hiding because i don't want to be like asked to sweep again and i uh, i i stole louise's big hat and (laughs) (laughs) i stole his hat i put on his thin pencil mustache i got a mustache from perel (laughs) and i uh i've been walking around with a big wooden spoon that's (laughs) the entirety of the disguise (laughs) (laughs) uh ving's dressed up like uh, uh one of the speakers Ooh. And he's like been trying to hang out and like just uh, learn what they know and pick up some of these adding to his cheese secret moves. He's been working out with them and getting yeah. all their martial art. Cool. Uh, and after like it starts with Billy. Billy, you're approached by um, Burke, the dwarven librarian. Uh-huh. And he just sees you and he goes, oh, and he walks <laughs> over and grabs you by the scruff. Whoa, 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 whoa. Come with me. And he goes and he fi- he sees Tuck and goes, finally, <laughs> grabs Tuck, goes, this way. Tuck goes, hey. oh, th- there you are. Uh, m- Mamma mia. <laughs> Come with me now. I, the, there's, a, there's a linguine stew in the back that I have to get it. No. He's just pushing you. No, stop pushing me, please. I have to get into the kitchen, please. He's moving implacably forward. I don't want to take the garbage out. <laughs> no, don't make me. <laughs> Don't make me mop again. I'm so tired. I don't want to sort any more books. This is stupid and boring. Ving, Ving, help us. Yeah, you guys have been pushed towards Ving. And Ving's like, shh. And then, yeah, we're like, that's Ving. If you're taking us, you have to take him too. Damn it, I was in disguise. This Just a library here, Mitten. And Bert grabs you also, and he's pushing all three of you and says, we have been searching for you for days. 
<laughs> Grandmaster Margani wishes to speak with you. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, Probably about the chores, but... You know, send whatever. her in. Move. Stood, stop speaking, please. Okay, oh. fine. Cease speaking. Okay, we won't talk anymore. I am done. And you're pushed through the library to a small chamber. For real, uh, though, please tell Luis to take that marinara sauce off the... If you interrupt my train of thought one more time, <laughs> I am turning this whole podcast around. <laughs> Nobody gets any narrative gratification. <laughs> and he pushes you to a small chamber off of the medical theater that you watched them tend to the torch and fathom. And there's a gaggle of scholars and speakers of all levels and ages of experience outside. And Burke pushes, he uses you as a wedge <laughs> to push you through them <laughs> into the room. And sitting inside, it's very nicely appointed. There's a lot of uh, beautiful fabrics, tapestries, a nice little lamp, potted plants, and a table slash inclined bed that's made for like convalescing uh, patients. And laying in the bed is the Torch of McCall. And sitting in a chair next to the bed is Amma Margani. Yeah. And they're sharing a pot of tea and speaking pleasantly with each other. Hmm. There's, there's a real sense of like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe there's like, there's speakers who are like jostling at the door. Like <laughs> there's people trying to like, scholars trying to jot things down. Because oh, like, yeah. yeah. they know this is a big moment. They're like, we have to record this. Yeah. Like, it's two ancients slash demons talking yeah. to each other about their shared history. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, people being like, wow, the torch was alive 400 years ago. And Ama was alive a thousand years ago. <laughs> yeah. Wow. wow. Yeah. That'd be insane. Yeah, you there, you get to the to this the doorway of the room and there's a bunch of scholars all nodded outside. And you're like, get the fuck out of the way, you nerds! <laughs> Some guy saying, "You fucking nerds!" Like he's stenographing <laughs> yeah. everything. Yeah, and actually, uh, Tuck is probably not present enough to think about this. Billy is always over the place, but Ving, you get this sense that like you're walking through history right now. Cool. Mm. Like these are events that people will read about for centuries. Mm-hmm. And then whatever. And there's different they have parts. sandwiches in here. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tuck's like, they have potato salad and party subs. <laughs> there's a plate full of six-inch party subs. <laughs> and yeah, Alma and the Torch see you walk in and they smile. You Even seeing the Torch, based on the times that you've seen him before, there's a huge change in disposition. Almost to the point that this seems like a different man. Weird. Mm. Yeah. Cool. I like that. Yeah. Where's Farah? Yeah, Burke said that uh, the master librarian wanted to talk to us. And Ama smiles and says, Grand Master, technically, is my title. Oh. Ama. Oh, so... <gasps> Whoa. I bow. I <laughs> myself into the ground and I bow. Yeah. And Tuck t- takes his glasses out of his backpack and puts them on <laughs> as a sign of respect to the king of all nerds. And he says this out loud. Alma <laughs> uh, laughs. It's both to these old dudes. It's just like kids, right? Kids are always dumb. Uh, what your majesty, what did you want to talk to us about? <laughs> your majesty. Your Majesty of Books. I don't know, guys. No, no that's that's great. The king of all nerds. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, King. Continue. And Alma says, "Please join us." Really? Like Billy's so awkward. Like, thank you. And I like edge around <laughs> with, with your knife out. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for having us. <laughs> yes. There is a real flight or fight instinct yeah. in all of yes. us. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ving sticks his hand out to shake the hands. And they take them very lightly. They're both very, very old men. The torch, though, because I said he was like in his 50s, early 60s, maybe he looked like. Now that you touch him, there's this very light sort of tremor in his grip. Hmm. Yeah, so Tuck's like, all right, uh, torch, do you want garlic aioli or <laughs> chipotle aioli? Uh, I brought you a small panini. Do you want pepper in your potato salad? Or he He smiles when you say torch and closes his eyes in like an embarrassed way almost and says that is not my name torch of mccall <laughs> no. i'm fucking sorry <laughs> uh, 
the gall of this guy. <laughs> Please, if you would call me Farhan, it would bring me a great amount of peace. Oh, uh, Farhan, do you want garlic ale or chipotle ale? Chipotle, please, thank you. Okay. <laughs> Somebody likes it spicy. <laughs> and I put a little, a small paper plate down. It's got a little triangular pressed panini sandwich and a little vat of chipotle aioli. A, a little vat. A li- <laughs> <laughs> and then I scoop the garlic aioli out and I just start sucking it on my finger. <laughs> Gross. Um, yeah, and he t- takes a little bite of the sandwich and he sips some of the tea and Ama sips some of the tea and he says, I'm sorry, I must. This is important. This tea apparently will aid in the suppressing of the influence within me. I would like to offer my apologies. I have not been myself for a great deal of time. We are also sorry because we stabbed you a lot, (laughs) Mr. Farhan, and I bow. Uh, He's got like a, a like a patch across his neck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I can understand why you would. <laughs> I hesitate to say deserved, but the harm that came to me was well earned, let's say. But I would like to thank you as well for doing what you did in freeing me however temporarily, of that influence. Hmm. How, um, you know what they're going to do to you? Like, um, do, can we get rid of it forever? The demon? If, sorry, I'm really nervous asking you these questions. You're doing great, Billy. Thank you. And Ama speaks up at this and says, um, it is unknown whether or not one is able to be permanently free of a demonic influence, but they are trying. Research will continue, and uh, Farhan and I will be their most prized subjects. What did you want to talk to us about? The torch actually speaks up and says, I have much work to do in terms of convalescence and reparations. Something has troubled my sleep. I know what the goal of the demon that was the torch was. I, th- I thought it was zealotry. I thought he just fed off of, off of belief. That the goal was the journey towards ultimate worship. That's what he said. He said it wasn't about winning or losing. It was about just doing this. Yes, that is true, but the demon of zealotry was but a link in a greater chain that seeks to shackle the world. How? What do you know of the Dark Guard? In dark of night I have been lost Like many who have come before for I have paid the urchin toll My soul now walks on broken shores And so I sing for all who fall On darkened streets in old McCall Till night abates and shadows flee these words my parting gift to thee not words nor coins nor sailors gold by passage for the ones who bleed so darkness is has come for me for I am one who no one needs on nights that moon
thy has withdrawn These words will see you to the dawn Till night abates and shadows flee These words my parting gift to thee The shadow fears the nighttime sun the child flees from broken stone The darkness shrinks from tallow's gift And yet I wander all alone This story told for all to hear That I am gone but all Voices of the ones who live This song's my final gift to give Tonight abates and shadows flee These words my final